into bacon cell, bub. Tornado Claw, Tornado Claw, Berserker Barrage. <laughs> is that from Marvel vs. Capcom? <laughs> it's Marvel vs. Capcom. Good reference. I loved that game. Like, growing up, I, I, I played with Wolverine all the time, but I loved playing with the, oh, what was his name, the blobby guy who would go to the Chaos Dimension. And he'd pull you into the Chaos Dimension, the blob. It wasn't the blob. It wasn't the big guy. It was like, he was like slime. I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. Welcome to Bacon everyone. <laughs> I'm Joel. I'm Ken. And Jacob. And we like to thank you for listening. Also, if you enjoy listening to Bacon Cell, please make sure to share it with your friends. Let them know what a wonderful podcast this is. Yeah. I want to say that at the beginning because most people turn it off halfway. Y- you know what's great? <laughs> is someone actually shared our show to their friends, which yeah. is nice. I'm like... Hey, someone cares. I know. Yep. I saw, on, on Twitter, on Facebook. But I don't even know anymore. I saw a listener. <laughs> I, think, I think it's probably shared pretty often, but it's not often that we know, probably. Yeah. That's but it was what I like nice. to think. Yeah. Like, someone, I, think, I believe they posted something along the lines. I wonder if I can pull up the actual tweet here. Uh, they said something along the lines of, this is my first time listening to Bacon Sale, and I plan on being a regular listener after that. There it is. This is from Sam M. He said, just listen to Bacon Sale for the first time. Great show. We'll definitely keep listening. Listening. Yay, Sam. We're listing. Yep. He's going to list them whether he watches or not. <laughs> and we're also now on Google Play. So if you're on Google Play and you want to listen to us there, you can. Yeah. My, my wife actually said she uh, uses um, Stitcher, I think mm-hmm. is the one. Yeah, yeah Stitcher's Stitcher. pretty good. And uh, she said that her app has not been updating the latest episodes. So she hasn't been getting updates that, the, that we have new episodes there. So she thinks, she's like, Joel, you're just being lazy. Apparently. <laughs> I'm, I'm recording all the time and I'm not around. I'll be home from work late. I'm recording today. <laughs> But uh, so if you have issues with uh, with Stitcher or, or whatever you use, you know, look at our other platforms. We're on iTunes. We have our BaconCell.com. We're on Podbean. We're on uh, Google Play. We're, we're everywhere. It, it was actually uh, you know, my birthday the other day. Happy and, birthday. Hey, thanks. Yay. And my birthday wish from everyone who is my Facebook friend was to go subscribe to our show. Yes. You said that could be our mitzvah for the day. Yes. And I had to look up what that meant because <laughs> I was like... A bar mitzvah every day? What does that mean? We've been friends for how long and you don't know what a mitzvah is yet? You, we've never said the word mitzvah in I casual conversation. I do a daily mitzvah, Joel. I yeah. know Ken, it. Ken talks about his culture. You just haven't been paying attention. Apparently not. <laughs> probably like, I honestly had to look it up. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, you, okay. You always tell me I have this chip on my shoulder about the Jewish thing. No, I don't. And <laughs> you have. And you say Superman's boring. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just make up things right. other people are saying. <laughs> And you say you hate Jake, which is weird. I never said I hate Jacob. I said I hate Jacob. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. a totally different guy. Yeah. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Anyways, what are we talking about today? Are we talking about something? I thought we were just here to, to chat about mitzvahs. <laughs> Actually, yes, we are. <laughs> mitzvahs and moils yeah. and matzah balls. No, we're, we're going to talk X-Men, guys. X-Men. We're yeah. Gonna, we just watched uh, X-Men Apocalypse last night. Yep. And we're going to discuss a spoiler-free review of it. Last, last night we recorded it, not last night when this airs. Yep. yep. The, t- the time thing's kind of wonky. Like the X-Men movies. Hey-oh. Yeah, yeah. Tying it back in. Yep. Wow, what's going to happen in this show, I wonder? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're going to talk about the movie. Yes. And we're also going to be ranking all the X-Men movies. Yes. Which I think is really fun. Yeah, because, I mean, there's been eight X-Men movies now. Eight or nine if you count Deadpool. Which we can't really count Deadpool only because it's not really an X-Men movie. It's a superhero movie that references the X-Men in a funny way. There are two X-Men in it, sort of. Sort of. The, the, the only ones in the school. It kind of sort of counts, but we're not going to count it. See, and I watched, the, I watched the VidAngel version, so they may have had the X-Men in there, and I just didn't know. They edited it all out. It, it was really dirty, that part. I know. A lot of nudity. <laughs> for that, for that, Xavier has a nude school. <laughs> uh, I bet they kids. wish they could do that. Wow. Yeah. Family-friendly? Yeah, family show is ruined already. But So we're going to give a, a little review of X-Men Apocalypse to start. Uh, spoiler-free. A spoiler-free review. Yep. 
We're not going to get into spoiler f- fool in this episode. If you want our opinions, you can look at ShowtimeShowdown.com, or yep. I'll probably post mine on Facebook, on Flickster. But, uh, right. Which one of you guys want to kick it off? I'll start out. Yeah? All right, go for it. Because uh, watching this movie, uh, watching uh, X-Men Apocalypse, that's what it's called, I feel like it, it was good. I'm going to say, first of all, I liked it. And remind, right. Reminding the listener, we have not talked to each other yet. This no, is all brand new. This is all brand yeah, new. Jake and I, we went to the movie together last night, but you did not go with you us. You went with Jacob? Yeah. I thought Jessica went with you. No, I told you I ended up going with Kent. Hey, hey, oh. hey, Joel. What? I'm Jessica. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> Surprise! <I> knew it. <laughs> Plot twist. Um, yeah, and I went with my little brother. Uh, thanks, Mike, for going with me. It was a lot of fun. And I think I, the movie was good. It was good. But the problem is, is Marvel has kind of, uh, X-Men Marvel, has kind of painted itself into a corner because the storylines have gotten so muddled and so convoluted that I went to this movie and I went, ah, I should have watched First Stand and Days of Future Past before this. And in fact, maybe I should have watched First Stand, all the other ones. The last stand? Uh, first Stand, because it got changed when they did the Days of Future Past. They actually changed the title of the movie. Okay, and- you're confusing everyone <laughs> listening right now. No, I, I messed up. As we talk about the ranking, we're going to talk about the timeline a little bit more, but yeah, go yeah. ahead. And so I feel like it's, they did themselves a little bit of a disservice, because I'm watching it, and I'm like, wait, was this character in this storyline, or were they in the other storyline? And wait, how come they're there if they're supposed to be here? And why is that character there if they're supposed to be there? It got a little muddled for me. Basically, unless you're Brian Singer, it's not very clear. No, or okay. or unless or unless you're a big fan and have watched the movies or, r- many or many if times. If you're Kenny D, yes, because <laughs> I have the mind of a seven year old. I think is what. Whoa! <laughs> what does <laughs> that, that even mean? Blow? No, it was it was uh, it was from the was that Batman v Superman? That was uh, Star Wars. That was actually. Star Wars. That's what it was. Wow, that's uh, a callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like the movie was entertaining to a point, but I feel like a lot of the humor didn't land well, and that it was really kind of a discord for me every time it came up. Because Professor X should not be the comic relief in an X-Men movie. And they kept relying on him to make these jokes. Now, when, you know, Quicksilver comes in and he's funny, that's fine. And I actually really enjoyed his stuff, even though it may have gone on a little too long at times. But I just kept kind of getting hit with these odd notes of humor that were shoehorned in to a pretty dramatic plot. Can you give an example? Um... uh, I'm trying to think of it right now. But, like, Professor X, uh, when he was talking with Moira and he kept stumbling his words... It was you fine. didn't find that funny? One time. It was funny once or twice, but they did it like eight times. They kept doing yeah. it. And then he kept saying things like, you know, I, it just, he kept saying things that were funny because it's Professor X saying them. It's like, he's supposed to be very proper, but then he says these outlandish things. Okay. So that kind of annoyed me. But I, I feel like Apocalypse was a, was good as a Marvel villain, but he's he's about as good as Thor the Dark World's villain. Oh, my gosh. In that... Malekith? Ma- yeah, sure. And the Black Cherry Shasta? Yes. Get out of town <laughs> I'm just right saying now. that in, in that he's kind of a forgettable villain, and he's got some sort of power. You don't quite know what it is. And I also like how he kept saying, I've lived thousands of lifetimes. And I'm like, we've seen one. I'd like to, you know, kind of know how long if you, because they didn't, okay. It, it is. Yeah, we're getting two, a little, it a little is, deep now. Yeah, we're getting a little deep. It is a two hour, 20 minute movie. I it mean, is. you can't show thousands of lifetimes unless you're showing a music montage. But I guess. Well, they would, could have shown it through his powers, I think, which, or, which they didn't. Or, you know, like in flashbacks, show him absorbing powers because they, they changed him from the comics a little bit. And I don't know if he goes into hibernation or not. We discussed that on the uh, he does on the Marvel villains bracket thing. Yeah, because I didn't know if he was you know going into hiber- hibernation like that or if that's just you know he just got trapped. But whatever. I'm getting way too far in the weeds here. Can- Point being is that I feel like it was a it was an okay movie. I definitely not my favorite one. Okay. Yeah. And we're gonna get into where exactly that sits. Yeah. If I had to you. give it, and if I had to give it a star rating, uh, I'd 
probably give it a three stars because I'm glad I saw it, but I don't think I'm going to watch this one again. Okay. Maybe after getting a run into it, but yeah, three stars. Favorite part, least favorite part? Well, we can't get into that. It's more spoilerful. Yeah, that's Oh, his favorite part. Is it a spoiler part? Well, I mean, it just kind of gets You can say Quicksilver. I mean, Quick, Quicksilver was really... His, his little segment where... <laughs> which is funny because if you've seen X-Men Days of Future Past, they have a really fun moment with Quicksilver listening to music of the time, doing funny things very nonchalantly. And then the producers are like, hey, let's do that again, but with 80s music. And then they and went longer. on. And much longer. Yes. Which much, apparently much took longer. three months to film that section. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. Long time. So yeah, there you go. All right. Do you want me to go next, Jake? I was just going to say it's up to you. I can go next. I'll go next because we usually make you go first. All right. All right. Oh, I'll, wow. I'll close off here then. And this is just weird. And we're staying spoiler free. I've seen this movie twice. Why, on purpose? On purpose. Did you mean to go see another movie just that I'm like, ah! You know, I wanted to see Alice in Wonderland again. (laughs) But then I realized Uh, I liked myself. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Because go see a movie like Alice Alice Through the Looking Glass, Joel, and then see X-Men Apocalypse and tell me where it sits then. (laughs) Well, I already know I'm not going to like Alex Through the Looking Glass. Yeah, Alex? Yeah, I hate Alex too. Yeah, Alice Through the Looking Glass. (laughs) I can't talk today. I've seen it twice. I saw it a month ago for the screening. I saw it last night with Jake. I, I was more than happy to see it twice. In fact, I'll probably own this movie. I really, really liked it. Really? Yes. There are mistakes here. I do think it follows the formula of Batman v Superman. I think it follows the formula of Civil War, where it takes an hour to kind of establish everyone and set up the pieces. The problem they had with this movie is they had all these new mutants to introduce. It should have been called X-Men colon backstories. Well, and that's what this trilogy kind of is. It's still a prequel trilogy of sorts. Of sorts. Of sorts. And we're going to put a big underline of the of, of sorts. Because they're, they're messing up the timeline. I think they fixed the timeline. <laughs> I think this is the way to go from here. So they're introducing Scott Summers, who's Cyclops, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, and then all of uh, Apocalypse and his minions, known as the Four Horsemen. Right. They do so much introduction that they can really only follow the story of the X-Men. Right. And the four horsemen are just kind of left out to dry. I will agree that I, I, I think the storm was very underused. Like they set her up as kind of this a lot of uh, backstory and getting her started. Yes. Then once she be, kind of became who she is, they kind of just let her sit in the and, side. And, and make I am faces. okay with that because I do remember yep. the original X-Men store, like Halle Berry storm had like five lines. Yeah. Like she was very underused as well. Do you know what happens to a frog when you strike with lightning? Oh. The same thing that happens to anyone else. Oh, that Zap. hurts. It does hurt. <laughs> still hurts. It still hurts <laughs> 16 years later. I'm okay with like Storm being set up because she'll be a bigger character later. But like when you have like Psylocke or, or Archangel, like just kind of not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's the that's my big flaw in the movie. But I actually like the characterization of like Cyclops, who's never really been a good character in these movies. Really like that. Jean Grey discovering her powers. Really like that as well. I like Apocalypse. Like he's not as like menacing as he as he maybe needs to be. And he's as not, he's definitely comics. not as menacing as he was in the nineties cartoon. Right, but th- that entire time he's just grandstanding and he's yelling the entire time. Whereas this movie, it is way more restrained. It's like he is. You know, follow me and I'll make your power stronger. And then when he's really mad, it's, blah, 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 you know, garbled voice, that sort yeah, of thing. He doesn't even make words. He just goes, blah, 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 <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Maybe that's why he wasn't scary. What did he say? Yeah. Something about the world ending. I don't know. <laughs> it's still amazing to me that Oscar Isaac has become like this household name in every big movie yes. when two years ago, no one knew who no. he was. I did. Yeah. But, you know, well, it was almost Tom Hardy too in this role, I think. So the mumbling would have been perfect, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hardly. It was not Tom Hardy X-Men, at all. X-Men, your punishment must be more severe. <laughs> <laughs> but things I loved, James McAvoy, I love him as Professor Xavier. Love him. He's okay. Really? Oh, I wow. prefer Patrick I, Stewart. 
Oh, I totally disagree. Patrick Stewart was he was Jean Luc Picard in the movie. He I is think Professor X. He looks Ryan like Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Professor no. X is all Patrick that Patrick Stewart. Stewart brings, and this will probably bring hate mail. Is the gravitas to the role because he but is Patrick Stewart. You do know that's everything, right? It's but it's not everything because he doesn't really. What else is there besides gravitas in the movies? He, what are you kidding me? He's basically sitting there saying, "Make it so, Gene." No, it, no, 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 no. It's a different role entirely. He is Professor X. He looks, James McAvoy He looks is, a lot like Professor X. James McAvoy is an actor who pulls it off amazingly. You Michael amazingly. Fassbender, better than Ian McKellen. Oh, come on. Absolutely. Ian McKellen in the X-Men movies, he's like 85. No, excuse <laughs> me. He's like Maggie Smith. Excuse he's me. a dowager countess the of dynamic, the original X-Men movies. <laughs> the dynamic between <laughs> Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart is far better then oh, completely James disagree. McAvoy. You're Are ridiculous. You no, 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 no. Those two actually have chemistry. Whereas these guys is forced chemistry. It's like, they're oh, like, yeah. oh, we hey. believe they're friends because we saw Patrick Stewart. In exactly. Your exactly. Jacob, I agree with you totally. Wow. I've never said that before. This, this is show. a great moment. <laughs> this is a great moment. You two rarely ever. You no. know, yeah. No, I think together Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are great, but in their roles, I think Ian McKellen is a terrible Magneto. No. I never once bought him as this imposing sort of figure that could destroy everything. Are if you he kidding wanted. me? He's a mastermind. He is an old, old man. Oh, in and a Michael Fassbender. Suit. Michael Fassbender didn't look sixty compared to the cast in this movie, in X Men Apocalypse. No, Michael Fassbender looks great. Oh, I he, thought he looked really old. He did. Everyone else. Well, they're like, mentally cold. You know, this is twenty years after the uh, first class, and you movie. can tell twenty. And you can tell oh, by 63, oh, 73, 83. Yeah, and you okay. can tell because Quicksilver has aged 10 years since uh, well, Days of Future Past. And, and that was the joke is, hey, you look great. Yeah. <laughs> this movie knew how to make fun of itself. And that's what I loved about it. They, they kept saying, you know, the joke of, you know, the third movie is the worst. And Which I'm I like, actually got mad because I'm like, no, Return of the Jedi is my favorite. Yeah, but it's, it's not as good. It says you. Okay. It okay. says most people. Okay, so great. Great. B plus. B plus. Yeah, I, th- I thought the third act of this movie just killed it. Can Not I, only was the battle just explosive, what everyone wants for, uh, from a superhero movie, but it was more internal, and I loved that about it. It just added so much more depth for me. And I will say on the positive side that this film had a lot of, like, it, it felt really kind of dire at times. Like, the, the stakes were pretty high. There were stakes, you mean? There were some stakes, yes. Not not an airport fight. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I don't Whatever. know if there was more stakes, really. There, but that's the thing is nobody got nobody got crippled and then healed in this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, yeah. People died. That that's was days, weird. That was days of future past. Um, but I, I feel like I just want to know Kent, in that one. Based on the three big superhero movies of this season, being Batman v Superman, Civil War, and X Men Apocalypse, where would you rank those? Uh, Jake's about to disagree with me completely. Right. Batman v Superman. <laughs> X Men, and then that airport movie, whatever Civil it was, War. Civil War. Wow. You really just and I like it, Civil War. It's I so Civil funny War to be. It's so funny to me that you've completely reversed your position. You were like, "Oh no, yeah, no, Civil, no, Civil no. War was great," and I was it, like, mm, if, "If I will, everyone else hates. Everyone else loves it, so I need to hate it." No, no. I gave that movie a B. I gave this movie a B plus. I gave Batman v Superman an A minus. That is very consistent. Mm. No, mm. I mean mm, consistent with mean? consistent with like logic or consistent <laughs> with like what you've been doing. Because if I, if I had to do it, it would be Civil War number one, Batman v Superman two. X-Men Apocalypse 3. And based on your ranking, that would be accurate. Kent, where would you put Deadpool like in there? Oh, man. Deadpool's kind of fallen lately, to be honest with you. I gave, yeah. originally gave it a B plus, but it's probably dropped. Yeah. Because it's, it's funny. It's like, funny. It's self-referential, but once you peel back that self-referentialness. Self-refer- <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it. Referential. Thank you. The, <laughs> the self-referentialness of the movie, it kind of is a standard by the numbers superhero movie. I would probably equate it with Civil War at this point. Because Civil War Which has is an insult at this point in his in no his Civil War has has more to it that airport but, movie <laughs> that airport movie 
<laughs> That's the only part I can remember you from that movie. You enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it, and it was the perfect movie for the perfect time. But in retrospect, I'll never see it again. Oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about my opinion. All right, Jacob, show uh, yours. This has gotten a little explosive, just a little. <laughs> Let's hurry up. we got a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah, we really do. Uh, okay, I'll be quicker than you guys. Um, I... Yeah, I'm. I'm probably. I'm more. I'm more with Joel. I mean, mm-hmm. which you've already picked up. Probably. It's, oh yeah. I think it's middle of the road. I think Apocalypse is. Uh, he's kind of down on arrival. I don't feel a lot of threat from him. I don't. I don't feel a lot of explanation when he has a single power of turning people into sand. It's a cool power, but that's where it stops. It's like, well, what else do you do? You do? And you actually went to the bathroom during one scene where he basically explained. You know, it, it, it was a kind I of. I must a, have gone to the bathroom too, because I don't remember that. You, you may have, but it, it Except was. I didn't leave the theater, so no, I want to hear this. It was a quick exposition. Yeah. Like, they really did skirt over it, but he mm-hmm. talked about his multiple powers. Like, they gave a reason for not really explaining this is the one thing I do. Well, well this is on you, because you told me to go to the bathroom. I said, then. this is a good time to go to the bathroom. Go, go, go. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I actually was pretty good until the end, end credits. I was like, oh, come on, end scene. Come on, Stinger, because yeah. I need to go to the bathroom then. But uh, I, I feel like, uh, kind of on, the, on those lines, Jacob, it's not just his powers, because I understood that he just absorbed powers from other people, and mm-hmm. that's how he got them, but it was his reasoning for doing what he did when he woke up in our time, I didn't think it was clearly explained. It wasn't until I was reading afterwards that I was like, oh, he doesn't realize he's a mutant. He thinks he's a god, and that's why he's acting this way, because he kept talking about false idols and worshiping the wrong people, and I'm like, why, why do you think that? Like, why? See, I love that. I love that his vanity kind of got in his way like it was he's like an insecure god which is, which is fine except for well, i didn't think it was explained in the movie yeah no like if, if oh, i had I realized no i didn't because i didn't get that either mm-hmm. that he literally thought he was a god not he thought that you know it's not like the magneto syndrome where it's like we are way cooler than these guys let's just take them over like if he had actually thought i am a god this world is really confused no that would have been more impactful for me see no i think you know that whole thing was said you know basically when he's like humans are weak and this is a theme in the x-men universe there are mutants who some evil mutants believe should be the only people on the planet right apocalypse is one of those people yeah he's like i'm gonna make sure to cleanse the world so they're only the strong survive mm-hmm. like it's darwin to its fullest which you know he well, doesn't really clear that before starting to destroy the earth he kind of just starts destroying it and then yeah. be like ah the strong will survive no and actually lo- sorry we're cutting right into your review well i, I yeah, love okay. i love that he- <laughs> i'm used to it <laughs> like we apologize and then just keeps going <laughs> sorry last thing last thing i love that he moved right along he's like yeah, I got to find more horsemen, and that was kind of a waste of time. He could have just d- did what he did. But then he's like, oh, there's Xavier. Okay, let's start this thing. Like, he didn't wait. He didn't monologue like crazy. He's like, let's do this. That's true. Well, he didn't go right ahead. He didn't monologue like crazy, but the guy can snap his fingers and make people disintegrate. And then in the end battle, he's just basically <laughs> swapping punches with everybody. And I was like, okay, where's this power now? Yeah, you mean like 12 X-Men versus one guy? We're getting into spoiler territory. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my biggest actual complaints about it are very spoilerish, which is the trouble. But I, I wish, in a non-spoilery way, and maybe we can cut it out later if need be, but, you know, we know, we know who Jean Grey is. You know, we, if we've seen The Last Stand, you know, we, we know who she is. And so you keep waiting for something if, if she's going to do anything. But apparently, I don't know. It, Obviously, they were pulling their punches, is what it felt like. Well, they were, they were saving it for the end. Like, I, I think, Jacob, you put it nicely when you said, why not just do what they did at the end, at the very beginning? Well, yeah, why didn't you open with that? Like, yeah. that, that was my thought, too, is if this was here alone, why don't we just open with it? Yeah. And, uh, and so Apocalypse... If her, if her powers... Well, that's... Uh, yeah, that's the trouble. That's it's the trouble. Very vague. In fact, I think they gave too much too soon. 
We made no, a I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, they should have. They did give yeah. too much too soon. That's the trouble is if they were going to do it, then it should have happened differently and they shouldn't have done it. Like it just shouldn't have happened. We're being very vague here. We are. Maybe we just cut that. If you have watched out. it, then you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> if you haven't, you're just going to be confused. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so I'm going to give it uh, C plus. Wow. And what, what did Batman v Superman, where, where do they fit for you? Civil War, Batman v Superman, X-Men Apocalypse. Okay, well, first, first, Civil War should not be compared to X-Men Apocalypse. I, I like the X-Men movies. They're three movies. big superhero for the movie, yeah. superhero movies. Yeah, they're, they're different. They're very, very different. They're and really I, not. <laughs> and I don't like comparing them because they're a different experience for me. They're exactly the Civil same. War is a better movie, but it's not because... Is a, I, I think they're different. They're very different genres. They're very different feels. And so I don't even like they're, comparing They're really them. not different genres. And they're practically the same No, they're very I'm different. actually with you on this one. No. No, I go into a movie like Batman v Superman with a way different intention than I do Civil War. Civil War, I want to have fun. Yeah. Batman v Superman, I want to be a little bit challenged and get deeper into these That's exactly right. I, I wanted to be challenged. If Brian Singer is taking the helm, I want it to be artistic, which he did a pretty good job of, and I want to be challenged by it. And I do not expect that from Civil War. I expect to eat popcorn and Twinkies and, you know, Where do you get it. Twinkies at the movie theater? You bring them in, in your pocket. <gasps> yeah. Oh, there were some on the floor. I should have told you. <laughs> ah, floor Twinkies. And actually, I, this is my other thought, too. And this is not mine. I'll give credit to, to Sean for this one. So good job, Sean. Uh, he said that he thought the movie should have been two parts and that way it would have given time for everything to build up and apocalypse could have been more i agree uh you know and two parts would have been great i i really like he said that i was like yeah good idea and i kept thinking about it and i'm like no that's exactly what should have happened because you know there's so many things that happened in that movie that needed more time and i would have liked it way better in fact one of the big arcs from the comic books and cartoon was the and sorry ultron kind of ruined the age title but it's the age of apocalypse Mm -hmm. and it is a long spanning arc he's 35 (laughs) Oh, he's 35? He looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, very blue. He's like thousands of lifetimes. Dude, you're 35. Age of oh, speaking of blue, how many blue characters are in this movie? All, the, all three of the blue characters are in the movie. They, they, I read there's that on more the than three, right? Well, there's no, Nightcrawler, I thought, Mystique, and Beast. And Apocalypse. I thought that was great. He's gray. Oh, is he because gray? He's, he's technically gray with like blue lining. There was one point where everyone started turning blue and without giving spoilers, and Quicksilver's like, oh crap, is that going to happen to me? Do you guys remember that? No. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, I do, I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. It was a quick. It was a joke. Yeah, yeah I do remember. It was that. a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 We spent a long right, time. Right, on wow, that was way on. too long on that. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's go right into ranking then. Okay. So we we took all eight X Men movies without Deadpool. Without Deadpool, we took Deadpool out because he's never going to be part of the X Men. Let's just face it. <laughs> well, no, he will be. He w- Fox will capitalize <laughs> on Deadpool. How are they going to yeah. merge that? They though? need to catch up because they're still in the eighties. The next one will be in the nineties. Uh, and then eventually they'll get to 2018 or something. <laughs> eventually. But uh, let's, are we going eight, eight to one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Kent, you want to start off with your number eight? Yeah. I think the worst X-Men movie ever is X3, The Last Stand. I think, and there, there's an argument to be made for another movie, but I think X-Men, The Last Stand wins just because it ruins X2. X2 sets it up in a way Let's just go in with spoilers because these movies are older. Yeah, those are older. So we're going to talk about these ones. It sets up the Phoenix saga. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right at the end there you're with, with Gene's sacrifice, you're like, holy cow, this will be amazing. Mm-hmm. Granted, the, the first X-Men series had a lot of missteps, but you're like, here we go. This is going to be the coolest movie of all time. Brian Singer left. He went to go make Superman Returns. Right. Which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were being sincere for a second hey, there. Brian, Brian, stick with X-Men. Yeah. And Brett Ratner came in to do X3 The Last Stand. And right. he said, hey, you know what people like? Mutants. I'm going to put in a lot of mutants. And let's kill a few people. And that will be cool without dramatic effect at all. Yeah. 
I like how Kent gets after some movies for not killing people, and then he gets after other movies for killing people. You just missed me saying with dramatic effect or not. Because no, I in heard X3, it. The I just last disregarded Basically, it. Brett Ratner can't do anything right. Is, is he can't do anything right. <laughs> Brett Ratner, for anyone besides, who doesn't know. Besides Prison Break. Has he done anything right? I'm trying <laughs> he to did the first episode of Prison Break. He did. He did that the pilot for Prison And he did the Rush Hour series. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm glad he did Prison Break. So I'm glad he exists. Otherwise, no. you're glad he exists just for that. But he totally ruined it. I mean, they kill off Cyclops right at the beginning. Right. They kill off Professor Xavier for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Only to kind of sort of bring him back in the, in the end in a different body. It was a hot mess. Um, he really hasn't done anything really good, has he? You know, we have the Juggernaut finally in the movie. But I am it, Juggernaut. I'm the Juggernaut. Beep. <laughs> I did that for you, Joel. Thank you. Thank you for family friendlying it. I mean, it, this movie was so bad that Hugh Jackman had to go back in time. The real Hugh Jackman had to go back in time and fix this. <laughs> the real one? The real Hugh Jackman. How did real Hugh Jackman go back in time and I fix saw this? the movie was deleted scenes for Days of Future Past. <laughs> like so weird. But no, the, it was so bad How that they How long did he get for his number eight? This is true. We should we should move. <laughs> move. No, keep going. I want to I hear your I hated up. it. Like, I hate it. I was, I was on a high in 2003 for X2, and then at three years later... You don't need to bring your drug history into this, Kent. <laughs> three years later, I was, it was a downer. You were clean, and it just didn't make it was, sense it anymore. It was just a downer in every way. <laughs> All right, Joel, what's your number eight? Uh, my number eight is actually X Men Origins Wolverine. I had a feeling. Uh, because Otherwise, I figured you'd be like, "Yeah, me too." Well, and, and yeah. I, I should clarify that how is this worse? That's really the argument. Well, here. and it, you kind of hit on the same type of things. And I should clarify also, none of these I think are terrible. Like I actually do. Well, that's yes. Not true. Oh my gosh, some of, some of these I never. I'm looking at it, two movies that are terrible. I don't know about that, but anyway, so X Men Origins Wolverine. I'll get into you it. You just pooed on Apocalypse, and you're like, none of these movies are terrible. Ew. Um, <laughs> no, even that. I, I said I liked it. I gave it three stars. But yeah, X Men Origins Wolverine is stupid fun. Like it really is. It's one of those almost so bad it's good kind of movies. The director seems so concerned about like squishing in every cameo and action sequence and plot twist into this rushed film that they forgot to make something believable or coherent. Because uh, as I said in my review, the the adamantium apple fell pretty far from the tree because it really was just this mess of characters and like, oh, well, there's Gambit. Ooh, we like Gambit, don't you? Here you go, kids. Yep. And then, of course, there's the Deadpool issue. When they took the character who's most known for his quick wit and smart mouth and sewed his mouth shut and made him a mute... Uh, B- Baraka. Yeah, Baraka. That's a great, yeah. that's a great example of that with the, with the knives in the arms and all that. It was just so dumb. By the way, he wouldn't be able to bend his arms if he had those blades in his... What about Wolverine at his wrists? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Wolverine should not be able to move his wrist. <laughs> um, no, Science. I, I, I think his. I think his. I think his claws actually. We finally found a reason. His, this shouldn't work. I think his claws actually retract behind his wrist. Otherwise, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Science, 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 as Kent would say. Uh, so yeah, X Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, that was my least favorite. I had to put down that at eight. Number yeah, seven, Jake. Do you? Are you going to no, say? No, no. Like, we're we're kind of low on time at this point. So you guys, you guys just bustle through. You, you can give us your uh, eight to one at the end if you want. Just real quick. Uh, maybe we'll give you some time, Jake. <laughs> no, I, X X X three is the worst. So yeah. Okay. Uh, X Men Origins is my number seven. This is a terrible movie. In fact, it may, in many ways, it's worse than X three: The Last Stand because X three seemed like it, there was a budget there and they were trying to make a cool movie. Right. Wolverine, he had like the like cartoon claws at one point when he's looking in the mirror. Remember when the uh, the footage released? Uh, oh uh, yeah, and everyone was like, "Wow, that looks terrible." And they're like, I "Hope they fix that in post," and they didn't. Yeah, and this movie really suffered. It was actually leaked a couple months before it came out. Oh really? And so there was just bad press surrounding this movie from beginning to end. One reason I hate it is that I think Leah Schreiber 
is a very good saber tooth. And yet they completely underutilized him. Underutilized. And that's just it. I think he did a good job, but there was no role to play. And they made him like his brother or something. Yeah. Like it was really just, it it wasn't cool. That said, the opening credits for Wolverine, for X-Men Origins Wolverine. Very strong. Very strong. Remind remind me the opening credits. In fact, Apocalypse probably should have done the same thing where it could have done this whole... This is how many times Apocalypse has lived. This is how oh, many that's times right. he's, that's he's right. transferred his yeah, powers. Yeah, like that would have been great next minute. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, but you know, so it's the war one where they're fighting in every single war back to back sort right. of thing, and it works. And then the movie happens, and it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you have Will I Am as a mutant. Yes, <laughs> that's right. I, got a I feeling. forgot that. <laughs> Come on, Ken. Where's the love? <laughs> Let's get it started, all right? <laughs> yeah, like you said, it introduced Gambit, which was kind of cool to see Gambit in a movie, and, but, you know, he's Tim Riggins. Tim and, Riggins. And it was in the past, so once again, the timeline was already kind of screwed up. Yeah. It, not that it, these movies matter, because they're a race. They basically don't exist By right way, now. Do you guys realize that Hugh Jackman has been playing Wolverine for 16 years? That and he looks... He well, looks, I mean, he's, he's first, retiring. The first movie was in 2007. 2000. Oh, wait. His, that last movie is going to be in 2017. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it'll be 17 years. It's kind of ridiculous, though. He looks better than ever. Well, I don't know. No, he in does. Apocalypse, he's, he's very handsome. He didn't look very great. Can't <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about handsome superheroes again. But yeah, it's Gavin Hood is the director. Like you said, he was looking to make a fun movie. He's done like he did Ender's Game. Yay. Yeah, I mean, there, there are very few people that can actually handle the X-Men well. He's a very middle-of-the-road director. Yeah. Oh, lower than that. So, yeah, this is it's a terrible movie. These This is your number seven, right? Yeah, so go ahead, because I know what you're going to say. Uh, well, the thing is, I, I want to point this out, too. I know you don't trust Rotten Tomatoes, but X-Men Origins Wolverine does have the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score of all the X-Men movies at 38%. Okay. so It should probably have lower, honestly. Uh, well, and I, that's the thing. I don't feel like, though, that any of these movies are like... Uh, Fantastic Four bad or Batman and oh, Robin bad. Oh, I do. Bad. Absolutely. I don't think so. Like, I think these are all at least a little a cut above. I'd watch Batman and Robin sooner than I'd watch Wolverine and The Last Stand. Really? Yes. I'd watch Wolverine right. before Fantastic Four, but it's mostly just because I like him enough, you know? Yeah. At least a likable things. character, yeah. which is why I may find it odd that my number seven is The Wolverine. The Wolverine. The Wolverine. Wow. The Wolverine. <laughs> How can a movie... You're kidding me right nope. now. How can a movie about Wolverine fighting ninjas and giant Japanese robots be so boring? Like, it, they, it's like they forgot that they were an action movie and tried to go straight drama. And it just, it didn't really work for me. Like, I feel like he plays the character well because he's, he's good at Wolverine. But I feel like Wolverine by himself is not as good as Wolverine on a team. Because Well, it's kind of the Jack Sparrow syndrome. Yes. You don't want to see a movie where Jack Sparrow's a star because, well... There's Johnny Depp problems that other, otherwise. <laughs> but it's, than it's this. a spice thing. You put but too much spice, spice in. You need an anchor. Yes. To offset like the kind of like scary or too funny character. Right. And Wolverine is, he's an animal. Well, that's the thing. Like when he's part of a team with loner characteristics, that's more interesting to me than when he's just a loner. And yeah. I just felt like this movie just really just sleep, slept walked through the entire thing. And I was bored. This is one of the ones I don't think I'd watch again because... It was this just is kind of, shocking to me. Yeah. So number eight, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Number seven, Wolf, the Wolverine. Okay. Do you okay. just not like Wolverine, maybe? I love Wolverine. Like, I always loved him, and I really like him as a character, but I just don't think they've done him justice in the movies. In, right, in ten, tangent, who's your favorite X-Men character, like from the cartoon? It was Wolverine. It always happened. It was Wolverine? Or, or it was Wolverine or Gambit. Everyone says Gambit I, well, in retrospect. Like, Gambit had, was so cool. Well, because I, I loved his, you know, his... Uh, mon ami. His charisma. And then his cards. First, you charge the card, and I love playing as Why him. Cards. The, he could have done anything else because he's a gambler. 
and I loved his bow staff, <laughs> and I loved his long his body his armor. Like, his 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 body. He has probably the worst costume in all of X Men. It doesn't work well, in real Jubilee, life. Jubilee, Jubilee, Jubilee is pretty bad too. All right, anyway, number six. Cyclops is the best. Number six. Number six is the original X Men. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. I actually really struggled with this, and my next one. Uh, it was basically a what tie. What about nostalgia? This is what ridiculous. About impact? What about all those Okay, things? no, no. Impact? Absolutely. Nostalgia, not really. Oh, come on. No, Impact. I credit this with, like, making Marvel a thing. Like, there was Blade, and I think Blade was awesome back when it came out. Me. I, I really like Blade. I, I too. Like Blade. But I think this movie was like, hey, Batman exists, Superman exists. Like, those are cool movies, but they've kind of been ruined. What about X-Men? And everyone's like, no, it's not going to work. Let's put them in black leather. And, oh, my gosh, it worked. And it did. For the time, mm-hmm. it feels like a very late '90s movie. It came out in ni- or it came out in 2000, right? And it, it is really just cheesy and and in retrospect, not super well produced. Says you. Uh, I think do think I I have slammed on them, but I do think Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen in this movie are the best parts. You're not allowed to have an opinion on them anymore. <laughs> you're <laughs> apparently out of, you're not out of the club. <laughs> you're the best part because casting. <laughs> I mean, besides Hugh Jackman and, like, James Marsden and Cyclops didn't work, Halle Berry was the worst decision ever. She spoke with an African accent. In the first in movie, one. and then the other one she didn't. Yes. And then she wanted more and more screen time as the movies went along, too. But I It think almost seems like the budget wasn't there. The whole thing ended on the Statue of Liberty. Of course the budget wasn't there. This was like a first yeah. venture kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, this, this was a hopeful, you know, like, push into the dark. And Super I did work. Personally, I think a battle on the Statue of Liberty is one of the most America things you can do. <laughs> yeah. America. That's why, that's why, like, Independence Day. Anyways... <laughs> I, okay, the, we're, but we're, like you're going to resurge that topic again. <laughs> well done, thank you. Toad Sabretooth was completely ruined. I mean, so like like you said, the Toad line was the worst. It wasn't line ever. I actually like it that. It makes line. no sense. I like that line. What? I like that Movie line. Quoter himself. That's likes a Joss that Whedon line. line. Ugh. You know that was one of the lines. He was that slumming it when he for was, sure when he was original writer for that movie. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I think this it, is a surprising choice. I, I, it's I like a, it's a Buffy line. That line would totally fit in the Buffy. It verse. would not. It would not. It there would, totally. would be. It's not even clever. It makes no sense. It Say would. the line again. So we, you know, we. Do you know what happens when you strike a toe with lightning? The same thing that happens to anything else. Zap. That's the stupidest now, thing I've ever Buffy. heard. You know what happens when you stake a demon? The same thing that happens to anything else. Stab. Exact same line. Could fit. It could fit in Buffy. Yeah. Thank you. Jacob, you're my friend. <laughs> you got a friend in me. <laughs> That's not to say it should fit it in should a movie, fit though. in a movie, and it ends up being one of the worst parts. I'm sorry, but yeah, it's the sixth That's disgusting. Best. All right, let's go, Joel. Number six, X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> you're ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's messy. I think, I think that it's a little, it's muddled, and I don't think the humor landed well. I, I, as I said before, this is, and like I said, I'm not saying this is a bad movie. We're, we're tipping into okay territory. And I'm fine with that, but the Where fact X-Men that, you, last stand the fact is that you're saying apparently. X-Men The Last Stand is a better than a just not a bad movie is mind-blowing. Just you wait. Oh, um, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I gotta leave, Jake. I don't understand this at all. I thought I knew Joel. No, X-Men, or, X, this is eight X-Men Origins Wolverine, seven Wolverine, six X-Men Apocalypse. I feel like this movie was okay, but I feel like it cr- tried to cram... Too many characters in, too much backstory. It didn't land for me, and it, it can't really stand on its own either, which I know a lot of these can't because they all build together. But this one in particular just felt like it needed a lot more explaining to happen. Oh, I totally disagree. I think this movie, seeing as they introduced the Young Mutants, stands on its own. I think Days of Future Past can't because it's it tries to tie the, everything it's together. It's the weakest of the three, of the three okay. reboots. So there's my six. It's definitely the weakest of the three reboots. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> a lot Jacob of high fives. Joel are BFFs. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is the Wolverine. Oh wow, you put that up pretty high. And that's I I seriously sat there. Wait, you was, put that you put that above the original that's, X-Men? That, that's what I was waiting for. Yeah, that is pretty sharp. Oh. I sat there for 30 minutes last night going, I can't. I just can't do it. No. X-Men's better than the Wolverine. I don't know. Oh, I'm just gonna do it. And I put the Wolverine over X-Men. I really struggled with this decision. In fact, I am right now. Hey Jacob, you wanna go hang out after this? Just us? Hang out? Well, I, you guys realize that's just what you do now. You just <laughs> yeah, tell me. <laughs> I actually like Wolverine better than you. Like Wolverine's pretty good, I think. Is it a character or the movie? No, the the the, the Wolverine isn't isn't so terrible. No, I, and I also you, I just don't like Wolverine with bone claws. I like the Adam. That, that is really disappointing. Like, yeah, that's not as fun. I thought they pulled that off decently enough. Or I, I that actually, out. Shing, what? It, not the shink anymore. So it's, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's way gross sounding. It's like ew. Every I'm time. right there. I'm right there with you. Like, I think at the end of the movie is is where it falls apart because it becomes a superhero movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's like he fights a big giant samurai robot, and the silver samurai in the comics is cool. In this movie, I love how they fly from Earth to Earth and warn of uh, Galactus is coming. The Silver Samurai, right? No. <laughs> they're, no on the, they're on the surfboards. That's the same one, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the same one, right? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Inner geek. <laughs> but I, I think before the end of the movie, and you say it was bored, it didn't feel like a superhero movie. Thank goodness. It felt like a different genre. It felt like, honestly, a 1980s movie where a really strong guy has to defend someone against, where like her whole family, the whole triad or whatever is coming against so it's Kramer her. versus Kramer is what you wanted in your superhero Kramer movie. versus Kramer. <laughs> Not at all. It honestly felt like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type commando no, movie. No, no, no. No, it really did. And that's, I truly liked that it. it was like, it should have been called Wolverine and the Princess because that's, that was the movie. <laughs> no, seriously. And it's, I'm, you can call that silly or whatever. We're going to appeal to the guys and the girls. Wolverine and the princess. What do you think about that? I love it. Disney, get on that. <laughs> but I love that it felt like a different movie. And the fact like the, the bullet train sequence was really, really cool. That was entertaining. Yeah, it was. And uh, I do like the idea of him being able to, quote unquote, cure him uh, in that movie, how he offered Wolverine a cure and whether he wanted it or not. Yeah. I like that because it gave some sort of internal struggle. In, in fact, when they rewrote the whole timeline, I was actually kind of sad because the Wolverine did the character some justice, especially with him coming to terms with Gene. Right. And so I was like, oh, that's ruined. That's erased. That's right. too bad. The, uh, once again, when it becomes a superhero movie and it's him against super baddies, I actually didn't care for the movie anymore, but I do think it's slightly above X-Men. Super baddies. Super baddies. <laughs> All right, let's go on. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Oh, it's disgusting. And you're about to put X-Men Last Stand as like number two? <laughs> X-Men Last Get Stand. Get out of town. X-Men Last Stand is number five. Okay. Oh. If you put it any higher, I would have just... What was the last... No, honestly, people... I really thought you were going to go higher. No. Because uh, it's... <laughs> you just want to fight. You know, this, this is the kind of the tipping factor here because... When was the last time you guys watched it? Because there's a lot of people. A lot of people are hating on it. And you know why they hate on it? They hate on it because Scott Summers suddenly disappears, and apparently he's dead, and they never really resolve it. And then they kill off Professor X, and people hated that. But it's really, it's not as bad as everyone remembers no, it and, to be. No, and Juggernaut was so ridiculous. Jug- whole, Juggernaut was dumb. Like that. That was, that yeah. was miscast. And, like no, was the, the problem is because it becomes dumb instead of artful. Like because Brian Singer is, you know, he's artistic, and he has, you know, there's some sort why don't of. Why you marry him? Uh, uh, I don't. I could. I think. I think, uh, and he, I think he'd be into me. So he would. yeah. Um, no, but uh, okay. Are you I, saying it really doesn't have that many flaws? Like the entire no, no, movie it has is a flaw. flaws. It has flaws. But I'm saying I love the idea of the cure 
and how it's controversial. How it was some handled be so cured. poorly, though. But I like how they like, there's this cure. You could be cured for mutants. And the people are like, why would you want to cure that? And they get mad at the people who want the cure. The conflict like idea that. is good. The way young, it was young Xavier was and young Magneto look good. And Wait, when are. did you watch it last? Did you <laughs> watch you it recently? Me? Well, they are look you kidding I me. I said good. <laughs> I said good. Your definition of good is driving me crazy. <laughs> the, the part when Magneto attacks the the mobile prison with with Mystique inside when he crushes those two cars and flips them out of the way. That I love seeing Magneto do his power like that. Um, Cyclops disappearing was stupid. It didn't explain Phoenix very well. Professor X dying was very gutsy, very gutsy of this movie. And there were stakes in that because he's trying to help her. And the final battle is a lot of fun when they have all these bad mutants and then this small group of good mutants fighting against them. And then they have, you know, the kid who can take away your powers. I don't think I don't think it's a great movie, obviously, but I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is. Number five. You're on a limb, man. That is like. Wait, so you didn't answer the question, though. When did what? you watch it last? Um, I it actually has been a couple years since I watched it, but I watched a recap. But you've seen it a few times, though. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. I think I own yeah. I, I own the original trilogy. I don't own any of the reboots yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. See, I mean, you criticize Apocalypse for having too many characters. Go back and watch Last Stand. There are about 90 characters. And that's the thing. If you like mutants, there are mutants in this movie. But you know all they, of them. But you know what they do? They just kind of put them in there. They don't see all their backstory. Oh, you mean, yo, you don't, they don't explain them? No, okay. they're mutants. Boom, they're mutants. They have this power. Moving on. Yeah, mutants. Yeah, instead of, it's like mutants Instead of, days. hey, <laughs> let's want, sell some toys. I want to spend four minutes looking at this poster and explain to you why I like her so that later on it's going to come to effect. That Strange was kind of characterization. That's so weird. It went on way too long. Okay. Number four. Now we're getting into kind of the good territories, I believe. Yes, I think this is actually, this is where we're getting to almost top tier. I can't believe you wouldn't put X-Men in top tier. I'm sorry. It just doesn't hold up. You're not up. sorry. You dare to be the villain. <laughs> <laughs> Dares to be apocalypse. <laughs> X-Men First Class is my number four. Oh, <laughs> Look, actually, no, I'll, uh, I'll put it right out there. I've really I, gotten into it in this one. It's been surprising. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw this, I kind of had this bad attitude of like, oh, Fox is just trying to keep the X-Men series because they have to make so many an X-Men movie every so every number of years, like every seven years or they lose the franchise. Would and you I, watch Fantastic Four more than any X-Men movie? Wait, what? Would you Fantastic Four, would you watch that the, over any of the X-Men Fan, movies? Fan or yeah, the Fan older Fo- ones? Fan I'll particular. never watch that again. And what about the older ones? Uh, no, I think I've only seen them once. So just, yeah, just had to get the cleared out as how bad these were, but okay. Yeah. Moving I'll on. never watch Last Stand again. I can promise you that. But we're going to do that. We're going to hang out and watch Last Stand. That's it in our movie night? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I saw, I saw First he's Class. In, he's in pretty quick. Like I that. saw First Class as kind of like guilty of just trying to keep the rights. But then I, I saw it again on DVD and I was like, oh my gosh, that movie gets better with like every viewing. And I truly think it does. Talk about and, Last Stand, right? Uh, no, First Class. First oh, Class. I'm pretty sure you're talking about Last Stand. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we're going to get so confused. <laughs> we are. Because First Class, I mean, I think it is totally, it's almost like they realized the X-Men Origins of Wolverine didn't work and because they were about to make an X-Men Origins Magneto movie. Mm-hmm. And they realized, oh, no, 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 no. The first one we tried didn't work. Let's just call it First Class. Yeah, because, I, like, I like how they were going to start X-Men Origins. We're going to do all these. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is a Magneto movie, and I think it, it shines because of that. I think the time period is so good. Mm-hmm. I think they, they just capture... You know, the 60s for, for lack of, you know, whatever. Yep. But yeah, it, it January works. Jones, she captured oh, the 60s. Blah, blah. <laughs> I hate January Jones in that role, and I love Emma Frost, which drives me crazy. Yeah. I But I think... in you marry her? <laughs> I'm married? <laughs> <laughs> but I do, you know, I think the origination of the school, I think the friendship of uh, the, Xavier the and Xavier Eric, and I think... Yeah. No, I think 
it actually explains it far better than in the other movies where they're kind of like, yeah, 17 years ago we got in a fight and you know, we hit each other now. The chess <laughs> games between Magneto and Professor X. Yeah, filming a chess game is just... No, but watching them do it, no, The conversations are good, but there's no acting to it. It's two best friends in a movie together. Oh, I hate that. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I love that. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> but I think First Class, even with like a like C-list cast of mutants, which I think it does... And I don't even think, like, Jennifer Lawrence is that good as Mystique or anything. It works. And it's very, very cool. It's not as cool as some of the other ones, but I like Matthew Vaughn's take on it. In fact, I wish Matthew Vaughn kind of worked more with Brian Singer with, yeah. like, Apocalypse. That would have been good. Yeah. Yes. All right. So your number four is X-Men Days of... No. Uh, First Class. First Class. My number four is X-Men First Class. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> it's okay. The same yeah. Hooray! We agree on one. Yeah, great. High, high fives. Yeah. Oh, we haven't high fived in a long time. <laughs> no, we haven't. I needed that. Yeah, this one actually, like, I, I agree. I, I love the mix of actual historical events and comic book storyline. Like, I love they, they brought in the Cuban Missile Crisis to this movie. I mean, there are... It, January Jones is definitely a misstep, as much as I think she's super beautiful and probably a very nice person and has done well in she's other She's a terrible roles. person. <laughs> but um, in this movie, she was just so, if you'll pardon the pun, just so wooden because, you know, she's ice. Why would you just wooden. say icy? Why is that a pun? Because she's not icy. She's wooden. Like, I honestly thought when she was playing Betty Draper in Mad Men. That's I, not a pun. No, no I, said, I didn't. I said, yeah. Anyway. Okay. But uh, I thought when she was playing Betty Draper in Mad Men that it was like, oh, she's playing this really awkward character. And then I realized watching X-Men First Class, oh, my gosh, that's she how just, she acts. She just can't act. So that was kind of disappointing. That said, like Rose Byrne. And Less Man on Earth. And Rose Byrne was really, well, well. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) But I I really liked that. X-Men First Class is my number four. Just to recap, by the way. Yeah. That's actually uh, 87% of Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't care. We're we're getting to the good movies here. X-Men Last Stand is 58%. X-Men Apocalypse is 49%. Hmm. Kind of funny, I thought. Wait, last stand fifty eight. That's last stand apocalypse forty eight. Yeah, that's so Ooh. funny, Joel. That is so funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. No, I love movie bloggers nowadays. Gonna, <laughs> they are so funny. I'm going to screen capture that and send it to Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Right. Right. What's Superman? Batman v Superman hovering at like twenty two percent or something like that. He's like six, probably six <laughs> percent. Good. Oh, good. I love how like it's become this thing now that anytime I bring up Rotten Tomatoes, I have to apologize to Ken. I know you really do. <laughs> All right, you're wasting time. Let's get into our top three X Men yep. movie. My number three, and you're going to disagree here, is X Men Apocalypse. I disagree with here. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> the, the things I don't like, like I said, Four Horsemen. I'm not going to belabor the point really, but I don't like Jennifer Lawrence in these movies, and I think her use. And not really knowing what her character motivation is is lame. Can I? And also, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, can I bring a point on that? Yeah. That did you get a Katniss vibe from Jennifer Lawrence in this? You mean sleepwalking through a role? No, I mean when she was trying to rally the troops in X Men Apocalypse. I was like, oh my gosh, that's Katniss. Like she had her hair in a braid. And it's funny, she's a good actress. Like you pair her with David O. Russell. Well, there's not a lot for her to do here, honestly. No, No, I think she doesn't care. In fact, I don't think in the Hunger Games she she like after Catching Fire she cared. No. And I don't think she's a she's a very inconsistent actress. I believe. And the fact that she is kind of leading the X-Men as Mystique in some parts, I'm like, come on. Mystique was never a leader to Like me. a move aside. Like, no, she, she, she was always, the right, Lawrence, she was always Magneto's right-hand man in my mind. That said, like, why is like, basically she signed on to this movie because she wouldn't have to be blue very much. She's like, well, let me just be Jennifer Lawrence. I don't want to put on the makeup. Which she was Jennifer Lawrence for most of the time. Like, it's kind of dumb. Like, it felt like she was getting a paycheck. Anyways. So uh, I think don't think those works, but I think the third act in Apocalypse is the best third act in any X-Men movie. I think the climax and everything. You mean that part when they were terraforming like in Man of Steel? 
yeah, that actually works for me. me. That totally works for me. <laughs> and the internal battle and everything. I thought it was so, so cool. And also McAvoy, McAvoy and Fast, Fastbender. McAvoy. McAvoy. <laughs> Good old McAvoy. Can we just call him that from now on? Yeah, he's, he's McAvoy. He doesn't, he doesn't look old enough. Like, he really doesn't. Like, I, I feel like he looked as young as all the students he was teaching, and that really bothered me. See, I loved I loved when they're all, that was my favorite tree. You have an age today, and I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Because, like, they're really, it's really a stretch to say 10 years have passed yeah, between every is. sequel. It really is. Except yeah. for Rose Byrne, who looks old. She, she. Oh, and by the way, Rose Byrne in this movie, I mean, okay, the end, we'll just say that. With the connection, yeah. Meh. Okay. For me, that's emotions. Anyways, okay. what's your number three? <laughs> for me, that's emotions. <laughs> me, that's emotions. I'm turning mine off and put it over to you. Go for it. You just uh, destroyed them. My number three is actually X-Men Days of Future Past. Okay. As a cinematic experiment, I feel like this movie is very impressive. To take an old franchise and a new franchise and mix them together, it could have been terrible, but it worked. It should really. have been terrible. It should have been yeah. terrible. But it was the opposite. But it worked. And I think it was just very clever in the way it did that. And I love how they essentially went, yeah, uh, number three never happened. And also, it, it probably did mess up the timeline for one and two because there's some inconsistencies now with the one and two. And I think it's because they're just kind of changing the storyline. They're basically Star Trekking it. Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in here. Please do. First class, like they didn't want to tie the, the first class into the, the later movies. No. They right. never had that intention. Wisely so. And in fact, I mean, they showed Hugh Jackman as a cameo in First Class, but that was kind of it. They announced like that Scott Summers' brother would be one of the original X Men, mm. but they were never going to be like, yeah, and they were going to introduce Cyclops later, right? But the movie did so well that they're like, oh crap, what do we do now? And so they just retcon it, yes, and just kind of wipe everything away, which is fine. Time travel is going to be tricky no matter what you do in a movie, but they did it in a way that made me kind of forget about the time travel aspect and just enjoy the movie. Like, I love the idea of them sending Wolverine back because he was there. He was the constant. He was the Desmond, if you will. And I feel like that was a a good anchor to bring us in there. And it was a good use of Wolverine instead of just having him kind of sloth around and just kind of, you know, brood the whole time. So, and I like the interaction of, of Wolverine knowing the future, interacting with people from the past. That was a lot of fun. So comic fans actually kind of hate this movie. They would. Because it wasn't meant to be Wolverine. It was meant to be Kitty Pride. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Wolverine was meant to be used in a big in a big Who's way. Kitty Pride. She's the one who actually sent him back. She's Ellen Page in yeah. X Men. <laughs> she can go. You don't her. remember because she's in X Men: The she Last can go Stand. The walls. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's the one that you know oh, had yeah, a yeah. chase with Juggernaut. This is actually the highest rated. The worst chase ever. She was the B word when worst he says, "I'm the Juggernaut B word." Worst chase ever. Uh, <laughs> I, well, okay. wait. So she's it supposed was. to send herself back in time? Was that was supposed to happen? Yeah, yeah. Like she had that power, but they right. kind of gave it to Wolverine probably because Hugh Jackman is a, a, a he's a star. Yeah, he's yeah. A, you don't want Ellen Page to be the star of your movie. Ellen Page. Unless it's Juno. Um, (laughs) But this actually has the highest Rotten Tomato score of any of the movies, my number three, and it's at 91%. So apparently this is the most critically acclaimed uh, X-Men movie. Hmm. And I think with good reason. I think it's a good movie. Uh, Kent, you want to write number two? Number two. This is is where it's tough for me. Number one and number two, much like X-Men and Wolverine. X2, X-Men United. That's your two? That's my number two. Are you kidding me? And I had a big problem with this again. We had discussions in the past. I thought for sure we were going to be on the same page. (laughs) And now I'm finding out you're betraying me? I I didn't want to do the whole thing where we're like, okay, number one, three, two, one. (laughs) Did you just retcon our entire conversation? I kind of did. I hate you. (laughs) I'm proud of you, Kate. Ellen Page came to me last night, (laughs) put her hands on my head, and somehow made me travel back through time. Yeah. (laughs) So X2 is such a cool movie. It is one of those cases where a sequel improves on the original in every possible way. Every way. Wolverine. 
well, is, is awesome in this movie. They gave Storm more screen time in X2. Okay. So. But still not not a ton. Not as in much fact, as in Last X3, Stand. In fact, X3, The Last Stand was so bad because a Halle Berry had contract disputes yes. and made sure she got the most screen time. And I think and that, she does. Yeah, that kind of really... In this movie, she's still kind of like second fiddle. Um, Nightcrawler. Played by Alan Cumming. Yep. That, that intro scene alone is oh, so yeah. cool. It that, is. The White House scene alone. It brings you right in. It's so amazing. And the music, the, the operatic music playing in the background. I think that's why so you're a good. teleporter by, by nature. Well, except for that that movie actually ruined teleporting for me because it's that whole, I can only go what I have seen. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know what accent that was. Or have but, been before. Because he's German, technically. Yes. But uh, yeah, or been before. And I was like, that's not how it, okay, whatever. And then everyone even, subscribes to that rule. Don't worry, Joel. Even like that, it's still better than flying. Thank you. Yeah. Jacob, BFF. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a cool movie. I mean, like, it was, yes, it was once again a lot about Wolverine and Stryker came into play, but it was it was violent. Wolverine was stabbing people with his, his claws. And you didn't see that in the first one, really. It was just him jumping a lot. This mm-hmm. one, the whole, like, siege in the mansion at yes. the beginning was cool. When Wolverine got to be Wolverine. Yes. Yeah. And I, which I think he did in Apocalypse again. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, oh, whatever. Yeah. We didn't talk about that at all, which is actually yeah. kind of a bummer because yeah. there's plenty to talk about there. But, yeah. you know, it, there were some stupid parts like Halle Berry was, you know, American all of a sudden or Storm was American all of a sudden, stuff like that. But very, very cool. The way Magneto escapes from prison is cool. Okay. Um, but the fact that what I like about the X-Men movies, there doesn't always need to be like this grand villain. I mean, Magneto's always there, but he's like this anti-hero, anti-villain. He's somewhere right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of love it for it because like Stryker's the villain in this one. Yep. He's just trying to kill all mutants. And he has a daughter that can climb through TVs and it's kind of creepy and she has the ring. But <laughs> Oh, I get you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Brian, yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah. Brian Cox. Yeah. Brian Cox is the same. But it's, my, it's the ring. sadly, Joel, it's my number two. That is weird. That is weird to me. We've had so many discussions about this and you have said, if I may quote you on numerous occasions, Joel, you look like you've been working out and X2 is the best superhero movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly what the quote was. Uh, <laughs> you didn't see this coming, you, really? You hate exercising. That was, before, really that was before a certain movie, though. That's probably true. Jake that's knows the because he saw Days of Future Past with me. Yeah, like, that. anyway. He was, he was squeeing like a little girl. All right, my number two. It's a serious movie. Yeah, my number two is actually X-Men, the original X-Men. And I'll tell you why. I don't know. That's like a number six or seven to me. <laughs> it wasn't um, my number six. <laughs> I didn't know how no, this, just this, this movie actually came out while I was on my mission. And I remember seeing a poster for it and seeing Hugh Jackman and going, that's not Wolverine. Wolverine is short, stocky, hairy, like not an attractive person. And then they had this, you know, tall guy. And I was like, that doesn't work at all. And I remember wanting to see this movie because I didn't know what to expect from it. When I finally saw it, I was pleasantly surprised. Like that sounds about right. This shows pleasantly that, surprised <laughs> that that should be on the poster. X-Men yeah. pleasantly surprised. Joel H <laughs> <laughs> best superhero film in years. Kent <laughs> yeah. Dunn. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> but I, this movie showed that superhero movies could be good again. Yes. We had lost our way on superhero movies. This brought it back to center and said this, th- this began the superhero era of super good superhero movies. Like Spider-Man came out one year later, two, two years, years later. later. Yes. And then kind of, you know, kicked it off into, into blockbuster gear. But this showed that it was possible. And it's a good movie. And I love the idea. And this, this once again, goes back to conflict. The Mutant Registration Act, which is the crux of this movie, really is kind of like a... It's political, but it, it also just, you know, makes you really ponder, like, which side you'd be on and things like that. And it really made it for a real conflict. And I felt like Hugh Jackman did a fantastic job. I thought I, practically everyone in the cast did a fantastic job with the, you know, maybe Halle Berry, not as much. James Marsden. 
He's okay though. Cause he's Scott and Scott's a kind of a, you know, Scott's a leader he just kept going, let's stop looking at my girlfriend. That was like his role in these. <laughs> that movies. was all he said. Uh, yeah. I will say one of my favorite parts though, is actually when uh, Wolverine proves that he's Wolverine. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, that part makes me laugh every time. But, uh, so yeah, X-Men is my number two because I feel like it was, it's, it's, a, it's an X-Men movie. I would watch with my kids and want to watch with my kids and I do own because I enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number ones. Number, number one. ones. I wonder what Kent's is going to be. My number should, one. Should we have it? His number Joel. one is Batman v Superman. <laughs> it actually <laughs> it probably is. is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number one. I, I I kind of already said it. it's Days of Future Past. This movie, and it's kind of my expectation thing. I went into this and in, into this movie wanting it to be a disaster. I'm like. They're going back in time and introducing the old and new mutants. They've got Sentinels and Kitty Pryde. Yeah, and I, I do love Sentinels, but I was like, there are 40 people in this the movie. The Sentinels were ominous in that movie, too. They were. Mm-hmm. And, like, the villain, I mean, besides the Sentinels and, and sometimes Magneto, it's always sometimes Magneto, right. was Bolivar Trask. It was, it was Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, and he wasn't a villain. He was just a guy. <laughs> he was a corporate guy making robots to kill mutants. But it worked. Yeah. I, everything about this worked, and it shouldn't, because it's so wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. It is. But the intro, where, where, where mutants are dying, and I'm like, holy cow, that, that was gruesome. And, and granted, everything yeah. was kind of retconned, like was, you say. But in the moment, you're like, they can't kill off that character, can they? Like, you, you feel like, like, that's like Iceman. what just happened? That's cool. Yeah. Like, you can't kill these people. Bishop's there. Yeah. You can't kill... Just, you just introduce Bishop. Don't kill him. Yeah. It took things that I love from, like, cartoon, from, like, comic books... And made them in a way that's palatable for movie audiences. Like I said, there are super fans of the comic that don't really care for this movie because they change a whole bunch. Mm. But I thought it crammed it all into a two and a half hour just extravaganza. I love this movie. Like, I think it is the, I love X2, but Joel, you still look good. You, you still look like you've been working out. But I do think that's <laughs> the future past is, is the superior X-Men movie because it pulls it off. You have James McAvoy face to face with Patrick Stewart in a magical scene. It's true. It, it, it is a very entertaining movie. And that's why I made my top three. So I'm not going to argue yes. with you too much. I just hate that you've stabbed me in the back like this, you jerk. Um, <laughs> and Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Quicksilver is a really fun part. No, it's, it's easily the crowning achievement for Brian Singer, I think, is Days of Future Past. It's, especially mm-hmm. because he, he kind of came back to the series with this You're one. right, Joel. It's probably Apocalypse. It was, <laughs> it was right after Matthew Vaughn, you know, mm-hmm. took over the series and, and made it very good. And then Brian Singer mm-hmm. comes back and he's like, will you guys welcome me back? In a big way, we did. So... There you go. X-Men Days of Future Past. My number one, X-Men the Animated Series. Scott. No, you didn't. Scott. Gene. Scott. Everyone's just Scott. It's like a Scott weird. Scott. My number one. So everyone's real breathy. Uh, I know. They Scott. Are. Remember, uh, what was his name? Morph from the very first episode? That was, was okay. Are we talking about X-Men well, the Animated okay, Series well, yet? We can't. Go for it. No, no. Do we don't have thing. long. We don't have long. No, we don't yeah. have long. My number, my, my number one was, uh, is X2. That's my favorite. Nightcrawler, that opening scene alone would put this at my number one because it was so well done. Uh, I loved, you mentioned it before, but the mag- Magneto escaping the prison cell because Mystique put a little bit of metal in that guy when he's like, there's something different about you. And then he kills him in such a horrific way that I was like, wow, that was dark and intense. And I did not expect that from this movie. Also, it gave us some good insight into Wolverine's backstory. The Wolverine attacking the guy and stabbing him into the fridge. I was like, that's Wolverine being Wolverine. And then Colossus comes out. And I was like, I love Colossus. They, they underutilized Colossus. They did. But just, it was that cameo. Yes. Just that cameo moment when I went, Colossus, it's Colossus. Yeah. Like I got all excited. 
like he does in the video game. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Berserker class. He didn't do that, but yeah. Um, and I love how it's a team up of the good guys and the bad guys working together against a common enemy with a very uneasy truce. And the stakes feel real. And in the end, it, it kind of ends on a goodish note, which that's the other thing about Last Stand. I don't know if you guys remember this. Last Stand ends on kind of a, an agreement between mutants and humans, and they start kind of accepting each other. And it's actually kind of like this happy ending, which we haven't gotten in any other mutant movie, and except for maybe X2, where it's kind of this goodish ending. Yeah. With, of course, Jean Grey disappearing. So it ends on a cliffhanger, but it's a very X2. good cliffhanger. Actually, can I make a correction to something stupid I said earlier in the you show? You want to put X2 at the beginning? No. You want to put X-Men Apocalypse But lower? I was just thinking about how they That's use... Probably it. Stryker uses, you know, the young mutant to kind of mess with Xavier's mind and right. try to destroy all humans. Patrick Stewart's really good in that scene. Like, he's very good in that scene. You he's, sure he's not just, like, there? <laughs> you sure he's like, not just... No, no. He's, was, he's just you, bald. You said Picard is good in that scene, right? I mean, yeah. It's no, but like, Picard is what you said. He's just good. bald in the wheelchair pretty he's much, good, right? but I, Yes, I still see Picard, but, like, he's very good. I, I prefer McAvoy and Fassbender. McAvoy. McAvoy. Good McAvoy. old Mackie. But uh, he is good in that scene. Okay. I never thought Ian McKellen was well cast. So let's get to the animated Magneto. series just real quick. We bo- Do we yes. both agree that we like the animated series more than any of the movies? Or do you like the movies better than the animated series? It's, of course, the animated series. Because have you gone back and watched them? Okay. I did 10 years ago. They're not as good as I remember. They're not as good, but they're still good. And you only watch the first four seasons because they actually outsource the development to the Philippines. Yeah. And it becomes a completely different show with different animation, different voice actors, everything. Yeah. But no, the the fact is it's a cartoon. And the, the first thing they do is introduce Morph and him disappearing and slash maybe dying. Yeah. And you're like, this is not a kid show. What's and going on? And then he on? turns out to be a bad guy. Yeah. Spoiler alert for the 90s cartoon. And then, mm, I mean, you yeah. have a Phoenix Saga per- pulled off perfectly. You, you have Savage Apocalypse. Land, Apocalypse, Mr. Sinister. They uh, handled so many of the comic book storylines in a way that I didn't even know they were doing comic book storylines. Yes. It was like, that was just part of the So story. you went and rewatched it a few years ago. Yes. Right? And the first four seasons are all of them. And it still holds up. Like I watched five seasons. I think there might be five or six. So as an adult, it's still watchable. It's still totally watchable. I want to watch this it's, one with my kids. It's no Batman the Animated Series. Which would be probably the best Which I've book, gone back and cartoon. watched like a couple months ago, and I'm like, yep, still awesome. Still good. Huh. It's oh, very nice. The, the problem with it is they make Jubilee like the anchor point. <laughs> they want you to actually like the character. Like, no, no, no. No she's, one likes Jubilee. She's no good. And so, yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. So, Joel, any thoughts on X2 anymore? Or? No, no, that's it. I was going to say that's my number one. And uh, I, I mean... I'm excited to see where the where the franchise can go from here, but the problem is I feel like we've already had kind of world apocalyptic behavior, and that's the problem is I feel like the, the crises were so big in these later ones that like they didn't the more intimate crises. In I the think more people died in Apocalypse than in any other superhero movie ever. Probably, yeah, but not by it's, Apocalypse though. No, well, that, well okay, <laughs> we get into that. Right, we get into that after. because we'll of but that yes, after. yeah. I mean, him destroying the city alone, yeah. They were probably more deaths than any other movie. Yeah. Even Man of Steel. Probably. So anyways, uh, I, I'm a little interested to see where it's going to go. In fact, the X-Men actually have very personal stories and where it's not yes. the world in, in danger. It is just the X-Men. Right. And I would kind of like to see that from, from the series going forward. Yeah. I, I would like to see a little more scaling down instead of going how big of a crisis can we handle. Have it be just kind of the internal crisis or, you know, political crisis or, yes. you know, stuff like that. And, and I don't know what's going to happen because, you know, if uh, McAvoy and Fassbender, <laughs> see, there <laughs> we just, go. He just owns it now. If they continue with the series, I hope they do. But Jennifer Lawrence is like, if one of us walks, we all walk. And I'm like, you can walk, please. Oh. Just get her out of there. She is no good. 
She's dead weight. But I hope they continue. I don't know what they're going to do. I hope they use Mr. Sinister. Which they, well. Right. There's a teaser at the end that implies there may be Mr. Sinister. And for anyone that doesn't know Mr. Sinister, he's basically a guy that he's obsessed with evolution. He wants everyone. It's like opposite cure. He wants everyone to be a mutant. He's Bill Nye. He's, he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obsessed with evolution. Wants everyone to be a mutant. Right. Yeah. Wears bow ties. <laughs> Has wears makeup. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. a strange cape and Bill, everything like Bill, that. Bill. Bill. Bill Sinister. <laughs> Anyways, I I hope they use that. I hope that he basically tries to in in the cartoon. Jake. He mm-hmm. tries to make. Cyclops and Jean Grey. This is how adult that cartoon was because they were either married or getting married. He tries to make them procreate to make the perfect mutant. Hello. Yes. Family friendly. And he Cyclops he, and Jean Grey make the perfect mutant. Yeah. And that's what he was trying to I do. I don't think he, he was, understands how this works. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, it's just, I don't think their baby is going to be the perfect mutant. That's all. It'll be very good looking. <laughs> It'll be very good looking. <laughs> yeah. That he has. Yeah. Scott. Gene. <laughs> Anyways, I would like to just see you know, him messing with genetic evolution and with actual people. I want to see actual people maybe take the center stage a little bit more in this, in the next movie. And maybe be forced to be mutants. Could be. They tried to do the same thing a little bit in X-Men with Senator Kelly. Right. Do you remember that? But oh, it just kind of... Yes, I remember that. Right. <laughs> I think that's actually a really good storyline of this senator who hates mutants and then is, becomes a mutant yes. and has to deal with that. I think they could do a little something more with that. Or I'd also like to see Magneto be like a villain again. Like a straight up... Because he is a mass murderer. He's yeah. a mass murderer. And, and they're, they're like, like, hey... Oh, Charles. Or no, oh, Eric. <laughs> we'll see you later. Eric oops like, again. He's a killer. In fact, I think his storyline in this one is very, very emotional. It kind of makes Fassbender just, I mean, he adds weight to any movie he's in, especially this one. Yeah, he really packs on the pounds. I want to see, I want to see him just be bad. Just straight up like bad. Like Michael Jackson bad? With, <laughs> with no redemption. <laughs> No I want to see. I no, want to see Magneto be, be yeah. terrible. Yeah, and and I, I think it'll be interesting to see where it goes because honestly, they've done these two uh, story arcs of uh, the three movies, the three trilogies of the original trilogy, the reboot trilogy. Mm-hmm. They've done two Wolverine movies. They have one more coming up with uh, Old Man Logan. They're going to do that storyline. Yes, so it'll be three Wolverines. Wolverine colon Old Man Logan <laughs> <laughs> could be that. Uh, but, and so I'm interested to see where they go with that one. But honestly, after Hugh Jackman's gone, who's going to play Wolverine? I'm just going to ask who's your who's your cast pick. It's going to be... Benedict Cumberpatch. It's going to be a female, <laughs> X-23. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I want it to be Emily Blunt. She was really good in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. She's good in everything. <laughs> Alicia Vikander? <laughs> we could have her be a two. Yeah, yeah. probably be Alicia Vikander. No, yeah. but in the comics now, Wolverine is girl. So I think it will be... They're gonna, they, won't, they can't give it to someone like Carl Urban or something like that, because they'll just be like, they'll make too many comparisons to Hugh Jackman. If mm-hmm. someone just plays Logan again, to go, it has to be a whole different How long has it been a girl in the comics? Uh, like a year. Yeah. But I, I do think that they need to go opposite. Like, instead of the tall, handsome man, they need to go the short, stocky Wolverine. Piece. Maybe they'll get Duray Scott, you know, like he was originally intended to be <laughs> Danny Wolverine. DeVito. Danny DeVito. Wolverine. <laughs> I'm sure you could find Danny DeVito in Wolverine oh. gear somewhere on the internet. I'm sure you can. Okay. All right. Let's wrap this up then. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We really do appreciate <laughs> it. Please rate us and review us on iTunes. Share this podcast with your friends. Let them know which episodes are your favorite. Share your favorite episodes. It could be one from the past or from the future. We don't care. Yes, retcon. Right. Yeah, retcon it. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, you can find me at 786Joel on Twitter, or you can also see me at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville, Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. 
You can find my movie reviews of this one and Alice and or Alice Through the Looking Glass, which I'll just let you know it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert. You can, you can read that at ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kenny3DD and also KJS Channel 14 every Friday morning at 830-ish. There you go. You can find me, Jacob, on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. All right. That's all I have to say. Do you guys know what happens when you end the Bacon Cell podcast? No. The same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs>